Bing. Now, all right, welcome to episode of Real Estate vs. Technology. I'm your host, Norman Kinsey. We have our co-host, Mr. Dan Gandy. Welcome, Dan. Hey, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Excited to have you with us. And I'm very excited about today's podcast episode and guests. And we have two guests. And before we get into it, I want to encourage everyone to like the episode, subscribe, and get out your notepad. Write down some notes. Comment below, what did you learn? As today, we're going to get into blockchain technology and how is that going to innovate and evolve our real estate community and transaction side of things as we know it today, not to mention also NFTs. How is that going to change the world of real estate as well? So today's guest, so I'm going to go ahead and introduce the first one and then also the next guest because we have two. Our first guest, I met her in San Francisco, California for a Nora event and uh, we had the pleasure going back and forth and then she was one of our keynote speakers for What's Next for Real Estate and then uh, I got introduced to one of her partners. So today we're going to go to a couple different places. We're going to go to, I'm here in Arizona. We got Dan Gandy over here in Oregon. We're going to go to California and also Vegas. So we want to introduce <laughs> the one and only Teresa with Katorsha and her business partner, also Sheila. Welcome to Real Estate Verse Technology. Thank you. Thank you for having us. So nice to see you. Of course, of course. It's always a pleasure. So with the episodes, with the show, we want to go deeper. So really understand how did everything evolve to be where, it's, where you both are at today with Katorsha. So we'll start off with Teresa. Kind of give us your backstory. Um, I know we have a hard stop here because you both are very busy. So I'm so grateful for both of your times. So go ahead and kick it off, Teresa. And then as we lead up to the story, bringing in, um, bringing in your partner, we'd love to have that come together full circle as we get this episode kicked off. You're amazing. Thank you. Um, so, hey, what's up? My name is Teresa Grobecker. I'm the CEO of Consortia. And Consortia came out of um, my first blockchain company. So I'm a licensed investment banker. And the first blockchain company tackled the entire derivatives market coming out of the crash. And so we wanted to deleverage risk. I had to read all of Dodd-Frank. And Dodd-Frank says there has to be a ledger for every piece of property or assets that a bank or lender owns. Um, blockchain is nothing more than a spreadsheet ledger. We've all used spreadsheets before. Um, so I'm also a practitioner of real estate. I'm a loan originator. I started the first real online real estate brokerage, boutique brokerage in San Francisco a decade ago. So I come at this from a very practical approach. This is blockchain as an enterprise solution for the industry, we're not looking for problems. We're we're fixing the process as it is today, um, with more transparency on blockchain. Wow, that is absolutely phenomenal! And uh, I, so I was so excited because y'all are pioneers here. You're not like you're making your own roads and completely just changing the future of of real estate. So let's lead up to and give a nice, uh, well, warm welcome and intro to Sheila. Because I know Sheila, you started with eXp when it was just a thousand agents. From there, it now has 83,000 agents. Dan Gandy up in Oregon is with the eXp family. Um, and I know that uh, now I believe you have over 1,500 real estate professionals that you work with, I believe, on your downline. downline. Maybe I'm wrong. 15,000. 15,000. Oh, my God. I was way off. Way off. So <laughs> That's so, impressive. So leading up, so so Sheila, tell us, how did you get involved with Teresa, Katorsha? Give us a little bit of your backstory as well. Sure. So I've been, uh, I'm a real estate broker out of Dallas and I was, this is my fourth company that I've built um, wow. in three different industries. And so I am one of those people that it, I'm very process driven, very systems driven. 
And I was running my team, running EXP, running my organization and started studying blockchain and crypto about two, almost three years ago now, because I saw the shift in what was coming with digital assets Mm -hmm. and it really went deep. I mean, literally multiple thousands of hours of study. (laughs) And I was introduced to Teresa because they're like, you really have to, you have to know Teresa. (laughs) You two are like two peas in a pod. And we just clicked because we're both so driven by compliance and by systems and by making things better for the consumer. Mm. And um, I mean, my EXP organization's amazing. And I have a partner there with that, with EXP that helps me run everything. But I really just said, I've got to do this. So you take care of that. I'm going to go do this and build consortia with Teresa. Wow. And we literally just spent all year. It, we, I was laughing because I was texting her right before this podcast that I had just texted her. We're literally changing the entire process for the real estate industry with what we're doing. OMG. And ladies and gentlemen, and everyone who's tuning in right now or the future, you know, you're hearing it first. I don't know how many podcasts you all been on, but I'm so grateful for y'all giving us an opportunity to interview you here at Real Estate uh, versus Technology. It's such a blessing. So, so Teresa, tell tell us more. I, I heard behind the scenes this was never meant to be kind of how it's evolved now from the beginning to where it's at, and 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 where do you see Katorsha going for the future? Yes, totally. So the OG white paper, as I call it, um, it (laughs) diagrammed out everything that we're doing today. When we joined the NAR portfolio of companies and we went through the accelerator in 2019, NAR had us like, had me wear a dress and put on some makeup and go on stage and say, hey, we track referrals because (laughs) no one cares about referrals. So isn't that, isn't that benign? That's so friendly, right? Um, and we are definitely a friend of the industry. Make no bones about that. Like we help the industry. We work with all the bespoke players in the industry. Um, but we just had a very different go to market. They needed mm. us to become vetted. Like we are supposed to become and are rapidly becoming the ledger for property, not just in the United States, but the whole world over. And that takes a lot of um, due diligence, I would say, on like who are the players in the company? What is our intent? How do we help the process? So we had to go through extreme amounts of vetting with the family offices that are really the sponsors of our mortgages. Mm-hmm. There is truly like, um, I'm going to say the analogy is like, there's a handful of people in this world that like backstop all of the financial markets, right? Wow. And so we had to get vetted by them and then doors really just open. And I think that's a real testament of the integrity of the team, where our hearts are at. And the value, personal note, like I was pregnant. If you could see me, I'm holding my arms out. I was like eight months pregnant with my first son when the markets crashed. And there was not a human in this world who was untouched by what happened in the United States housing market. You could Mm -hmm. be in the middle of Africa and your your banking system, your, your food supply was impacted by the flow of money, right? So the goal here is to create that transparency using blockchain, make our deals better, make sure our files are underwritten better in loan origination, but also secondary markets, you guys. Because when mm. we do a sale and there's a loan that's issued, the servicer changes. And also that loan gets traded. We get those notices in the mail. Hey, you're writing a check to a new company. That's mm. because someone else has purchased the loan. 
So we're making sure that whole process is improved, starting with the sales we do today. So it's a really do good process. And yeah, the funny thing is I have tried to give this technology to NAR. They're like, nope, you're the CEO. You have to run it. So thank God Sheila showed up and she's like, yeah, we're going to do this the grown up way. Let's go. So um, yes, now it's a real company. Now I'm comfortable running it because we've got Sheila on the team. I'm so honored by her presence in the company. Wow. 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 Okay. I have one last question before I give it off to you, Dan. I know that you're just itching and I'm sure you got questions behind the scenes. So, so Sheila, so you saw EXP and how it evolved, right? From where it was at conception to where it is now. Absolutely phenomenal. Now you're with Contortia working with Teresa on this. And now it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a big boy, big girl company as Teresa may say. <laughs> and so, so what's your vision in the company? Where do you see this affecting this industry and, and the future of, uh, of, yeah, just the industry as a whole with blockchain and NFTs? Well, it's not just, it, it's going to affect the world. So ultimately we are going to be and are in the process of becoming the global ledger for real estate in the entire world. We're working with multiple countries. We've minted properties in other countries. We have governors, senators, states already coming, uh, committed to coming on board with us because it's, it's not just one thing. A lot of people, when they think real estate, they think the agent or the loan officer. There's so many other parties involved and it's such a bigger conversation from a global economic perspective. Mm. So I see things from a global economic perspective. And then I say, okay, this is what's happening in the world. This is it. So let's drill down on each piece and figure out what we have to do to make this all work for all of us. Yes. Because it doesn't help us if the U.S. market crashes. Number one asset class in the world. NAR is the number one lobbyist on uh, Capitol Hill. So it doesn't help America and it doesn't help the world if real estate crashes. So if we can, through blockchain, change the process, fix the process, give more surety in the process because of some of the partners that we have, that that is better for everybody involved, every practitioner and the consumer and capital markets, because- wow. Everybody's working separately in their own little silos. Literally, Teresa and I are saying, let's bring everybody together at the table and let's all work together on this platform, which is called Consortia, which is the foundation or the plumbing, the vault where everything gets put into so that we all are on um, transparent, equal playing ground. Wow. Man, I feel like yeah. we're really like, this is history. Like, this is like history in the making. Dan, go ahead and take it away for our, our mix-up round. I, I know you have some questions in your end. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I think uh, <laughs> let's kind of back, let's like back it up three steps because I think what people need to understand if they're not familiar with blockchain is you guys are attempting to gather information both from when a loan closes, title companies, MLSs, and tying all of the recorded properties and the transfer of ownership of properties in a major national, international database. Is that what you guys are doing? Yeah, no big deal. It's a super, I'm, I'm sure it's nothing. <laughs> Project. <laughs> because we already know how MLS has talked to each other. We already know we're familiar with building IDX websites and the struggles that we have in every market. <laughs> so this uphill battle um, what is the, 
the number one opportunity to this being accomplished? When you say opportunity, what do you mean? Opportunity meaning result to the consumer, to the real estate broker, to the lender, to the title company, to the government, to the investment business, right? How does that all tie in together? That why do we need to do that? Because so, you now you now have one single source of data for an asset with every single point about that asset in a place that is permissions-based, privately held blockchain that people can tap into capital markets, secondary markets, mortgage lenders. A anybody that has permissions can tap into that data, but it's a single source. So we have the ability to go back in data. So imagine mm -hmm. it, it, for capital markets perspective, which is why Teresa created this, you know, they don't know what's going on with that house. They're buying billions of houses in a bundle. They have no idea if it, the roof's bad. Mm. <laughs> they, they have no idea if there's a foundation problem. So how can you, in your right mind, would you as a consumer buy a property sight unseen that you didn't know its condition? It I do that all the time, but I'm a freak of nature. Okay, I don't count. <laughs> I do that. But I'm saying that's what capital markets yeah. do. So this solves for that so that now we're going to know nobody's going to be able to lie anymore. We're going to have true, open, honest transparency about the condition of the asset, which gives us the ability to truly evaluate the value of the asset. And then the, the consumers and the lenders and capital markets can all make a good, informed, logical decision about whether they want to mm. invest in that or how much it's worth to them. That's what we're doing. We're building Carfax for homes. That is what I was looking for in terms of a response because me as a real estate investor as well, I deal with it all the time, both investing out of state or investing in state. It's like, oh, I need to write a run a title report, look on the MLF. I need to look it up in prop stream. What's the mortgage balance? What was it ever appraised, right? All this different information that is not available to the investor or real estate broker to make valuation type decisions. And I think that's one unique benefit to all of this is that um, by systematizing it and by creating this network, um, the efficiency of the market is more predictable. And also the risk assessment is so much more transparent. So <laughs> I am actually super stoked. Last question for me really quick is in building all of this, how hard has it been to get some of these partners or some of these uh, lockers of data to say, we'll open our vault to allow this data to free or to move freely between databases? I started to giggle um, because I thought you were going to say, how hard is it to build blockchain? And it's like, blow your brains out painful. Because, <laughs> and, and this is not what you asked, but I'll say it because that's yeah. where my brain immediately went to like the brain damage that I've had is like we're building an immutable ledger think about that once something goes in cannot be changed do you know how much pressure that is for the entire world of real estate to build mm. something perfectly from the ground up like it's yeah. enough that i have like i'm asian and i've got a tiger mom on top of me it's like <laughs> you need straight A's, right like this is apparently i just kept that in my you know as my being for this my whole life 
So that's a lot of pressure. So when you when you started to ask that question, I was like, yeah, that's, that's not fun. You know, the interesting thing now is we have people coming to us now, chasing us down, like literally at conventions, people will circle us, literally saying, how do we get our data onto your system? Wow. Yeah. What, that's like, what you want. That's what we want. And never in a million years did I ever dream of having these conversations with people. Because if people have information and they have copyright to their information, they can share that with consortia. They can share that with the world and get paid for their data. So we're unlocking these silos of data that are just screaming to like, like get out of the box, right? It's like Pandora's box, like just trying to get all these butterflies out. And now people can get compensated and they're doing good for the industry. It's really wild. So um, for us, it's a matter of like, okay, like we kind of have to, we, we, we kind of slow it down sometimes. We're like, oh, we've got to build this right. Going back to the fact it's an immutable ledger. How do we do this the right way from the start? We follow SOC 2 type 2 audit protocols to make sure people who come and share data with us that it's valid because it is the mm. ledger, right? No pressure again. <laughs> we've got to vet our partners. Um, but that's, you know, I would say the response <laughs> has been overwhelmingly positive, which I'm just tickled by. I'm so honored by the people who come to us. That's, uh, I think the last piece of this puzzle, not a question, but is the data visualization of like, how do you then present this data, right? And how is it digestible and put into some sort of medium that people can actually make informed decisions from? And I think that's, that's ultimately what's missing, guys. Like I have a MLS that is 25 minutes up the street that is not my MLS. And when I go to sell property in that area, my lockboxes don't work. I can't look up the private notes. And at the end of the day, if something closes, I have to like do some crazy Zillow back search to find the property and then look on Zillow to figure out what it sold for. Um, and so any way you guys can make this easier just for real estate agents is going to be a huge win. So... Kudos to you both. Great to meet well, you. Keep in mind, right? we are not we are not replacing the MLS. Let me make that very clear. So yeah. we are a conduit from the MLS to the world. We're yep. we're the intermediary, if you want to say that. So the MLS data will be put through consortia, and then people can pull through on the other side, whether it's you know the other data companies or agents or whoever again that has permissions to view the data, but we're not replacing the MLSs that we have no intention of that. Yeah. So I, okay. going through the plot, going through, uh, jumping into organized real estate, let's say that in 2018 at the Riza real estate standards organization stage. And that's what then like it went to NAR and so on. So I've gotten really used to running with knives in my back because every MLS thought we were out to obviate them. And it's taken until now where the MLSs are coming to us and they're like, fix our data distribution problem, which is huge. Help us get control over the data, be able to share it in a meaningful way to get it out there to consumers, to the eight, for, on behalf of the agents in the industry. So that, I, I jokingly say, I don't know if you guys have seen the, um, the James Bond movie where he's like, oh, tickle me on the other side. That's how I feel like with the knives in my back. I'm like, ooh, feels like a massage. Thanks, guys. So like it's it's been a labor of love to make sure that the industry and the MLSs especially know that we're here as friend, not foe. So just wanted to put a finer point on what Sheila was saying, knives in the back. 
And and thanks for clarifying that, Sheila. And I um, I'm glad to have you as a partner. And I guarantee Glenn is, <laughs> and having this data component to somebody that's in our organization. So back to Norman. Wow, that was an amazing mix-up round. Thanks so much, Dan, for taking that on. Uh, just to kind of unpack it for 30 seconds. So it sounds like it's making data easier, easier to digest the data, easier to have transparency across all ledgers, all MLSs around the world. Sounds like also individuals now are reaching out to y'all. Is it a vice versa? Just like myself, I was like, if you know Teresa, you know Teresa. So I wanted her as one of our keynote speakers for West Next Real Estate last week. So very grateful for that. And the last question I have before we close up, and at the end of the episode, we want to leave uh, it open for both y'all to say a couple words in closing for our viewers and listeners. What is, last question, so we, we know now people are coming to you saying, help us, fix us, MLSs, you know, thought leaders, like you name it, around the world. What do you think the time frame is for adaption, for people to adopt it mainstream as far as the everyday realtor that's out there um, or broker that's out there that's going to start utilizing Katorsha and it's being a part of their standard operating procedures? I'm going to say now is the time to familiarize yourself with this, make this part of your lexicon of your practice, understand what blockchain is. Um, we're bringing people on in droves this year and this fall. I think this, I love tough times in the market. It separates the boys from the men. Yes. And that's what we're seeing now. The, the winners in the industry are being made right now, day to day. So people who are listening to this who are like, yep, I want to, like Norm, like you hosting an event in the middle of like a massive pause in the industry, right? I'm like, this guy's got balls, right? So now you have to get familiar <laughs> in the he thing, does. it's going to be certified listings, all this data on blockchain. And then it's just, I mean, if you're in it to win it in this industry, you're going to want all of your listings, your past listings and your current listings coming on, on blockchain. And so that's happening now. Sheila? Yeah, I want to continue on with what Teresa is saying. So uh, the example is think about 2010. If you were able to buy your zip code and lock up your zip code, would you do it? 100%. Every agent would. So guess what? You get to do that today. So today you can go back from every home you've ever sold since you've been in real estate and mint it on the blockchain, on the immutable ledger, and be locked into that property today. So imagine, instead of you showing a client a review and a number of reviews you have, showing them a Google map of your city and all of the pins from every property you've ever sold since you've been in business, how powerful would that be to you as a practitioner? That would be enormous, the visual of what you could show your clients. And then you can literally click on the link to um, to drill down into it. So I know we're going to have to wrap up because I know yep. Teresa and I are due on another webinar, but we, we can talk all day about this. We love you guys. We appreciate you. Thank you so much for having us on here. Yes. Sheila, Teresa, it was a pleasure. Take care. Have an amazing rest of your meeting. We'll close out without, without both y'all and check them both out. Links are down below. Katorsha and uh, have an amazing rest of your day and an amazing next meeting. Thanks so much for joining us today. Love you guys. Love you guys. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Appreciate it. Awesome. Take care. Bye. All right. Well, that was an amazing episode. Dan, thanks so much for, for co-hosting that episode. I knew it was going to be a whirlwind. <laughs>
I'm just, it's the real life problems, right? Like the, let's just, let's depack this for a second or unpack it. Yes. The, the real life problem when you, when you have a bunch of agents and lenders and thought leaders on this podcast, that's great. It's great for the industry. But when you meet somebody who's actually solving a major problem that has like multi-billion dollar real estate impact, that's what we just talked to. Yes. For all the viewers and listeners out there, like that was like no joke as I bring my camera up a little bit higher. Contortion.com. You can definitely check them out. I think it's recontortion.com. It'll be linked down below. And uh, that's exactly what I was talking to Dan about. Like right before I said, Dan, I said, 1,500, 15,000 agents for Sheila. She's crushing it on her downline. She's at the EXP Con event right now. Teresa was just with me in San Diego um, last week. And then I was with her at the Nora event in San Francisco about six months ago, five months ago, or what have you. And uh, and that's what we want to do, Dan. We want to bring what's next in this industry to what's next for real estate for our event, real estate versus technology and liftoff. So we could really be thought leaders in this industry to to show everyone, hey, we're we're a part of this industry shift and change. And, uh, and it's such a blessing, man. And I'm very grateful for you to be a part of this journey with me. And thanks so much for saying, hey, let's let's do a podcast. Look where we're at now. Holy cow. Well, it's the name, right? Real estate versus tech. And that is the um, as probably as advanced tech that you're going to hear in a podcast right now. Right. Yeah. I think there's a lot of great podcasts out there, a lot of great strategy, people who have great humor. But I think when you meet with these types of people, you see the impact that it's going to evolve and and thank you to both of them yeah amen and whoever's viewer and listening right now honestly this was a treat i mean for dan and i to be in this room was huge for us alone and then for anyone who's watching for you to be in the room and hear this stuff you know it's it's now or never don't don't be a lagger be an early adapter and innovator and get on it now because this is where we're headed and this is why we brought you the episode so amazing stuff yeah well dan thanks so much for co-hosting as always appreciate you for sure. And, Appreciate and, it. Yeah, man. And thanks to all of you listeners. Now, what did you learn? Comment below. Give it a subscribe. Hit that notification bell. And uh, we will see you on the next one.